Hi, folks. I'm Eli. I'm Cheyenne. Our daddies buy discount. Don't tell anyone that. That's nothing to be proud of. Welcome back to You've Got a Minute. We are in minute 27. What feels like minute 1000 of being in shop around the corner. But really, it's only like the third minute. It's crazy how compressed all of these scenes are. But then when you start picking them apart, it feels like there's a lot. Yeah, if we do a quick recap, maybe not of the whole journey up until now, we've just come from a carnival. Joe is on a day out with the kids. And now we're spending a lot of time in the shop around the corner. He and Kathleen Kelly have just met, and he is a bit smitten. Yeah, they are having a conversation as they are at the checkout counter. He's buying books for Annabelle and Matthew. The conversation turns to the fact that there is a Fox Books being built right around the corner. And I think the very end of the last minute was Annabelle saying, Fox Books! My daddy! And Joe covers her mouth and expertly says, uh, Likes to buy a discount, but don't tell anybody that, honey. There's nothing to be proud of. Uh, Matthew comes in hot with the follow-up and starts spelling his own name, the classic F-O-X. One of the probably more famous lines in this movie. Absolutely. And Joe is panicking. He does not want his identity to be exposed to this new crush. I mean, there's another version of this movie where in this moment, she just finds out that he's Joe Fox. And it's like the scene in uh, Jingle All the Way where they're at the mall. And, and Arnold goes, he got Joe! And everyone starts beating up Sinbad. <laughs> And Joe is, like, having to crawl out of the store. <laughs> like, that's what's happening in Joe's head. I would love to see an alternate universe version of this movie where it's in this moment that their identities are revealed. And maybe they start liking each other despite the book thing? Well, I guess that's the same movie I'm describing. I mean, it does take a little while longer for her to find out who she is. And I wonder if in the writing of this, that was a fun thing for them. If they were like... What if they what if they ran into each other? What if they met? And not only did they not know the, their secret identities, they just didn't, like, what if they just didn't know anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how would they act in a complete vacuum? And this is almost that, because he knows who she is at this point. Yep. But she's not a threat to him, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he has all of the power in every way possible. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he covers pretty well. It's a dinosaur pop-up book. (laughs) I love that moment. He does a good job of being panicked in this scene. He just like really quickly grabs the first book he can off the shelf, tosses the kids to a table, and he says to them, I'm going to finish paying. You guys read this book. And whatever you do, just don't listen to anything I say, okay? Thank you. He seems a little unhinged, but I took a note that in this moment where he's just scuttling around with the kids, Kathleen is unbothered. She's oblivious. She's just in her own mind palace. A real head-in-the-clouds kind of woman. Uh, By the time Joe gets back from distracting the kids, she's been thinking about the whole my daddy likes to buy discount line. And she goes on a long sort of monologue about how... The world is not driven by discounts, believe me. I have been in business forever. I mean, I started helping my mother after school here when I was six years old, and I used to watch her. And that reading books and being a part of the experience of her store is a truly meaningful thing. Yeah, she goes on to say one of my favorite lines in the movie, which that... When you read a book as a child, it becomes part of your identity in a way that no other reading in your whole life does. Yeah, and you've quoted that many times. Like, before we had this podcast, you and I had long conversations just about how true that statement is. 
I think it is one of the fundamental truths of this movie. In this moment, you see Joe have a bit of a light bulb go off where he's like, uh, maybe what I do does rob people of the fundamental experience of becoming who they are through reading. This movie is like Fern Gully for books, where you have like the person who is destroying this beautiful ecosystem slowly having to learn about the value of it. The difference is it doesn't end in the same way as Fern Gully. No. Like they still do the thing. <laughs> Joe knows his evil now, and it's not that he changes, he just has to live with it. Yeah, yeah. I, oh gosh, it just makes me wonder what happens after the movie. Anyway, Kathleen realizes she's gotten carried away in her mission statement, but fortunately, Joe is charmed by this. Does he look charmed, though? Because when she cuts herself off, she's like, I really got carried away, and he goes, yeah, you did. He's really, Joe is, is trying to do two things. I think he's trying to be present in the moment with this person, and he's also on high alert about the precariousness of the situation at the same time, which just shows how calculating he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really everything that happens in this minute. The one thing that like, I really want to pull apart, though, is <laughs> he grabs the kids the pop-up dinosaur book. Mm-hmm. He sets them down at the table. And then in his acting that is really wonderful, he's like, oh, by the way, we'll, we'll just go ahead and take that pop-up book. The, the pop-up dinosaur. We'll just take that pop-up dinosaur book as well. He doesn't give it to them to scan... He doesn't tell them the title of it or hold it up. He, like, rushes... Do they actually buy that book? Maybe the bigger question is, has Joe ever been behind the register at one of these bookstores? Joe doesn't know how transactions happen. It's like, oh, yeah, you just look at the book, you give it to the person, the money is exchanged in some way. I'm not quite sure how, but we'll take that one. Yeah, all I know is the numbers go up and down. Uh, But that part has always... Like, it's funny the way that he reacts and the things that he says... But the logic of it doesn't strike, like, in that moment, I'm always like, well, I think there, I think there's maybe an editing goof here, because if you rewatch when he's talking about buying the dinosaur book, he's not looking at Kathleen, like he's looking where George was formerly standing, but George is not in this minute. So it's very possible there was some cutting that made this a little uneven. This is such a boring thing to be talking about, is whether or not a book (laughs) transaction happened. But when he sits the kids down at the table, you can see George is behind the computer. So I think George was actually the person running the register, and Kathleen was just, like, helping him. Dealing with the ribbon. Yeah, I think she was, like, gift-wrapping the books and and schmoozing the customers. Because I do think that he's making eye contact with George, and I do think George is there. We just never cut to him. Mm. But even then... Something doesn't quite add up. It 100% relies on the fact that George knows every book in the entire shop because he's such a a book fiend. Yeah, you have to ask yourself, if Joe made that request out of Fox Books, would some... 17 year old be able like what book yeah. what's going on i'm sorry do you do you I just to, get a free book do i need to start the register over oh god kathleen i need my man <laughs> kathleen but george is just like oh yeah that one i know how much it is in my head i know the barcode for it i'll just punch it in here and add it i know the weight of the paper it was printed on Yeah, exactly that's the only way that the scene makes sense is it relies on how perfect of a bookstore employee george is so something i noticed in watching today's minute they had uh, George's full name on the screen. Do you know what his last name is? It's Papadopoulos? It's just like Papas. Oh, which, yeah. There's nothing interesting about that. I just don't like it. <laughs> George Papas. He likes it when they call him Big Papa. Oh, God. That is the end of <laughs> Minute 28. <laughs> 
That's what did it, huh? Until next time, enjoy your dinosaur pop-up books. We've got to be leaving the shop around the corner any moment now. I think we are. We'll find out next time. But until then, thank thank your... Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode. Email received.